Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. episode yeah about it. so we're going to talk about where we're at in season two at the time of recording three episodes by the time this comes out four or five real quick i want to throw this out to the two of you given that we've talking to julia twice do you feel <laughs> do you feel a weird attachment to ashlyn's character and story I more than anybody now was screaming at <laughs> the in the most recent ep- no the second episode when they did the like trio yeah dance i was yeah. like I, I was at the edge of my fucking seat. I was like, I'm so proud of her. So I watched one and two and then Kathleen texted me and was like, do you want to watch three? And I was like, sure. Because it was my birthday. It was her birthday. She's 28, bitch. Yeah. And so then Kathleen was like, should I watch it all and then we'll watch three together and i was like nah fuck it we'll just watch all three i mean they're fucking 20 minutes it's it's a breeze we were in for the night anyway yeah and it also took us like four hours because we kept pausing it (laughs) but yeah yeah, we were so proud of ashlyn's character so much growth same with courtney well oh my god every every i mean we'll get into it but I mean, I think most improved right now has to go to Gina. Like the power of friendship for Gina starting off this season is phenomenal. I'm actually really glad we started with Ashlyn though because incredible. Like everything. Incredible. They they feel so grown up to me now. I just got chills thinking about her singing Belle. Oh, we'll get there. Let's get, let's (sighs) not go. Episode one, there's not a ton that I have to unpack. Episode two is the one that I have like 15 notes about because I think that's the best of the three right now. That's the audition episode, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, so good. And I, I just want to say I'm so glad it's Beauty and the Beast because I'm not like a Disney girl, but my beach house with my friends two years ago or three years ago, we put that movie on once and all we did was sing Belle for the rest of the summer. Like all the boys, it was like we put on a performance 18 times a day. And so that song during the audition is just like, it lives in my soul, my heart, my soul. It's so fucking good. If I was going to have one complaint though, and I said this to Julie earlier, I wish that they didn't release the teaser of them singing Be Our Guest because I went into the season knowing that they were going to do Beauty and the Beast versus if we went into it thinking, like I, I almost want it to have the same level of excitement as everyone else in the show does when they find out that they're not doing High School Musical 2. Like, it's all this buildup, but, like, we already know what it's building up towards as an audience versus, like, not knowing that information, yeah. I think would have been fun. 
Um, but I mean, that is like the most minor pet peeve of what is turning out to be a very good season. So yeah, far. and what I had said to Matt too was, I think the reason that they released it was like to keep people hype, hype, hype. about the new season. I agree with that because I don't think they actually planned on doing that in episode one when they're at the party and ever and Carlos just keeps being like. Everyone knows we're doing High School Musical too. Like yeah. I feel like they were trying to trick us as well, but it's like we already know you're not. So yeah. why is this a plot point? But that's what I mean. I, yeah. I feel like that that kind of ruined that plot point. Which I'm glad you mentioned Carlos because he is the MVP of this season in my in my mind. He is so fucking funny I, in every I, line. I can't even say I have a favorite. Like I love them all so much that like I got two that I love, and it's Seb. it's Carlos and and. Big Red just are oh crushing God. it this season. Well, I just think that they know like what a deep bench they have now, and yeah. it's not the Nini and, and Ricky show anymore, no, which the, is great. It's kind of their storyline is the the one I'm the least invested in. Okay, so let's say it. Do we think that the writers changed the se- the season based on like the turmoil between Olivia and Joshua? Because I, even like yeah, they're barely in scenes together. It's, yeah, yeah, like I, okay, <laughs> oh, when we get not. to three, I I loved that episode. I was yeah. like, and that song that I play at the oh, end, the, the closing is, song is yeah, and really maybe Matt can good. help us with our mystery. We're not going to ask it yet. Yeah, like the plot point of episode three, I think was genius. I loved the, that they kept missing each other, and Olivia was always going to be elsewhere. Yeah, but I think that like I think that they're going to continue to be near misses and then break up. Yeah. So let me give you some background on the Joshua and Olivia situation. I am so fucking invested. I send Kathleen TikToks daily, daily. of fan theories, mm-hmm. and we can only believe that they're true. Once Sour came out, which, oh. oh. Yeah, we'll get into Sour, we'll too. We'll get into Sour. Good God. Once Sour came out, I was like, that all of them are true. I know, <laughs> and, and I hate to say this because I really like love this show. It is tainting Ricky a little bit for me because I was a Ricky stan. Mm. And I, I mean, I still think he's cute. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. Like, I, we're not I love hate, him. We're not haters. Absolutely not. We I just are think, just team Olivia. Yeah. We kept saying this watching. Like, we kept, like, you guys know I was ready to leave my marriage for Joshua Bassett. I, yeah. it, like, but it now was she realized creepy. it was just for Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I realized that I was now truly in love with Ricky. Yeah. I mean that I love you scene. I made Kathleen watch. Yeah, we it. watched it as soon as we finished episode three. We she's like, just you know, yeah, come on. Let's just let's just remember happy times. Yeah, but I am girl power team Olivia. She is a queen, and we watched her grow as an artist. We did oh, as sure. being as being High School Musical fans from the start I when hope, it came out. I hope she remembers where she came from and sticks with it because I hope she doesn't just bounce and not do. Yeah, I will die because she is huge. I have never seen a star rise this fast. She has three songs on the billboard. I know. And I'll tell you right now, like, if I said this to Julie, <laughs> I was like, if you were to have t- told us a year ago when we were doing recordings and like interviewing Julia, whatever it be, it's like Olivia Rodrigo is going to be the biggest thing ever. Blow my fucking mind. Mm. No way. And you know why? It's because, well, one, she's just so talented, but Everybody fucking loves a good breakup song and she How about a breakup is, album. She yeah. is punching <laughs> us in the face with yeah. the breakup songs like Bravo. <laughs> I've got some theories on that too, but we'll get into that when we talk okay. about All right, let's talk about episode 1 So because- episode 1 pretty simple setup. It's winter break. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out what the next show is going to be. Everyone's convinced it's High School Musical 2 and then they find out that it's Beauty and the Beast. A few of the things that that jumped out to me in this specific episode was 
A, I love the Disney Easter eggs. I love the fact that it's the Alan Minkin Award, which is awesome. Alan Minkin is the person who wrote the music for like all of the biggest Disney movies. He did Aladdin, he did Beauty and the Beast, he did Little Mermaid, he did Hercules, he did The Lion King. Uh, and his first ever musical was Little Shop of Horrors, which is why in a later episode he says this is the most romantic song he's ever written since uh, Suddenly Seymour. Like mm-hmm. he is a musical theater god. So yeah. like I love that they're just like, we're going to make up this fake award and we're going to name it after the guy who's like the most famous Disney composer. Yep, right. So that this totally makes sense that we're doing all these Disney songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only thing that uh, I, I could think of in this is A, the perfect so- the perfect gift song oh. is fantastic. Yeah, so, cute. so cute. I hate that I love it so much. I oh my hate God. that I love it too. No, no it's it a is, really, it is so I can only cute. give you the second best gift because the perfect gift is you. That is a sweet ass line. That is a very that sweet line. And we know line. that from the album. Like we knew that song from the album. But yeah. I actually like enjoyed watching How It Unraveled. Like we didn't know. Percent. We didn't technically know that that was going to be in the first season. I we know. just thought that that was, or the just second like season. We just thought it was a did. Christmas song. I did love opening something in the air. It was nice to revisit. Absolutely. But I was going to say that when you were like, I really wish this came out in the fall or winter. Yeah. Because I well, agree. I mean, I said a similar thing to you about Winona when like the Halloween episode was airing in June. Yeah. Like that's like the, probably the, sh- uh, as far as TV goes, the shittiest part about COVID is that we're getting all these seasons that yeah, are out completely whack. out of whack. Yeah. I do have, I think I told Julie this, that I have a theory that they are absolutely taking a dig at how cringy the bet on it scene is in High School Musical 2 with these awkward performances that no one likes of Ricky doing bet Julie on it. Julie was dying like I, I couldn't, I could not hear or watch him do that again. I... <laughs> I literally told Kathleen like when it came in, like when the first scene came on of him doing it, like yeah. I was like, "You're gonna die." You're gonna We're all this. big red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watching him, like, like Kathleen was like, "No, this is funny because like it's like horrible in High School Musical too when he does that." But then it's like you watch it again, like he walks in the house and he's doing it, like, yeah. to Ash- and I'm just like, "Holy!" And then fuck. he fucking auditions with it and gets ah. the beast. I did have one quote that I had to write down, which is from my boy Carlos. Where he's freaking out and they say, use your quiet voice. And he goes, I'm Mexican and gay. This is my quiet voice. Yeah, we laughed out loud. That is a fantastic line. I love him and Seb. And I I follow both of them on Instagram. And I'm assuming that they date in real life. Maybe. I don't know. They're so cute. We love them. They are so cute. We're obsessed with them. Based on the Christmas thing, I would say yes. So I would say... I love them and I do. Oh my God, they're the best. I need them to get this money thing settled. It's giving me anxiety. Oh my like the gosh. fact that Seth doesn't know how to like get him presents because Carlos is just like so showering rich. him with yeah. rich gifts. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah. But then Sev redeems himself in the third episode. I don't think he needs redeeming at not all. I think Car- Carlos needs to realize that not Real everyone can do yeah. that. Yeah. But like he makes it like cute, like in, in his own way. Yeah, like, the plant. Seb is so cute. The cutest. So Are you kidding cute. Me? Like he even is our Sharpay. Even in season one, where he's late because he had a ca- an issue with his cow. Oh like, well, that's the best yeah. scene ever. Love. So you two are definitely bigger High School Musical fans than myself, as I've only watched any of the movies one time. How did you feel about the High School Musical two melody that they do at the party? So it was cute for sure. I loved it. I mean, they covered all the big songs, yeah. but. When it turns to Ricky and yeah. Nini doing "You Are the Music in Me," I mean, <laughs> Julie was melting. There was a, there was just not Julie next oh to me. Oh my gosh! And me and Kathleen also talked about. We had a lot of chemistry on Friday. Like we were like finishing each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was on point. But <laughs> if the breakup rumors are true and they date it in real life. 
fucking bravo A1 actors for doing what they did, like yeah. singing to each other yeah. like well, that. Let's, let's throw out this theory. We know that they filmed the opening scene in time for the Christmas special. So maybe the first episode was already shot before the breakup. And then the breakup it's, happens oh, starting possible. on episode two. Episode two is when they do the medley, isn't it? No, it's episode one oh, okay. at the party. Yeah, well, I guess even it's possible, so, like yeah. that scene is is really incredible because yeah. I kept being like the acting, like Bravo, because yeah. we've talked about Riverdale, how Lily and Cole have to act together, and I'm like proud of them for yeah. it. I'm like it's still great acting, specifically Lily. Like I can like feel the. Emotions. Oh my god, I would never. I would probably get fired from acting because I would. I'd be I mean, apart from a mental sucking, breakdown. but yeah, like yeah. I would be like, it's get hard. the fuck away from me. I mean, them sitting across from each other before he sings the perfect gift song to her. It's the cutest thing ever. And mm. he they're just like tearing up and being like, oh, I'm like, yeah, no, mm. I know. Yeah. God damn it. Young love. It yeah. Sucks. Or I'm, I mean, I'm too invested in this. Do we want to jump to episode two or do we have anything else from the first? episode? So, yeah, I mean, basically we get introduced also to the new character, which is Eric oh. Ho Hoff. Off. So we get introduced to him. I don't really have feelings about him. Like well, I just am not crazy about not him. You just saying yeah. that made me realize that we get introduced to a new character in every episode so far. Who's the third? <laughs> the guy that works with Courtney at the pizza shop. Oh, love that. Yeah. I cannot wait until they kiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're gonna. Oh yeah, kiss. that's building. They're yeah. gonna kiss. Yeah, and then basically Miss Jen switches it up and says Beauty and the Beast at the end, and yeah. that's how we know that's what they're doing. And I like that her reasoning. It's very easy for it to just be. I need to prove this guy that I used to date, prove that I'm better than him or whatever. But like when they do the talking head, she's like, if we win this, one of these kids is going to get this massive grant to like get an opportunity that I didn't get. Like, I love that Mrs. Jen is still full of nothing, but like the most pure intentions for the kids every yeah. single time. All of her decisions are based on that. Every time Miss Jen was on screen, we were like, we stand. Yeah. Love she's the amazing. Girl. Yeah. We also love like, her I don't even know if this was episode no I think it was episode one when she sings in the circle and she's always that's like that's episode two that's <laughs> oh, auditions yeah. oh, okay. okay let's jump into episode two because I love the auditions I think know. that this is the so far this is my favorite episode of the three is mm -hmm. the audition episode first of all we get Disney bounding mentioned which I think is so do What's either that? of you know what Disney bounding is no okay so in, in it, this is when Ashlyn is still aiming to be Mrs. Potts mm -hmm. and she shows off her dress and she's like, yeah, I Disney bound. It's a thing. So Disney bounding is that Disney has a very strict rule that people cannot cosplay as characters at the park because it creates a confusion over who's like actual park employees and who's someone cosplaying. So people have created a term called Disney bounding where you wear a color scheme of the character. So like people will get a dress that say like, say they wanted to go as Dory, right? They would get a dress that is the exact color of Dory and then they would sew Dory's face to like the bottom of oh, the dress. So they're not wearing So they're the not costume. dressed as Dory, yeah. but they're like at the park cosplaying oh, okay. as Dory. Okay. So that was her. She's like, she Disney bounds as oh, Mrs. Potts. That is, I'm glad you explained yeah. that because I thought that was cute, but I don't, I didn't, I remember not being like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. But yeah. let's just say that for this audition, I, I'm i so glad that they decided to have Nini go away because yeah. that opens up... The, I didn't need another Nini and Ricky-led play no. or musical. I, need, I needed her to be gone to open it up for someone like Ashlyn to get Belle. Yeah. Like, that's fucking incredible. And her storyline... Oh, of God. being not uh, feeling like she's uh, a, uh, we'll get into that with episode three because big red has the most romantic quote that has ever been said on this show yeah I mean, he, he has three. all of them he's oh, so he's, cute he's a sweetheart 
But I do have another Carlos line that I wrote down that comes up in this episode, which is when Ricky shows up late to the audition and he goes, oh, are we doing Mamma Mia 2? Because here we go. Again. Oh, I missed that. I didn't even I miss that, that quote. Yeah. yeah, I loved the auditions. I love like hearing all their beautiful voices. They're all so talented. We get introduced to Lily, who's going to be like the previous Gina, but like yeah. 10 times worse. She's, she's like, kind of like so mean. I don't like it. She's, she's a terrible character. But goddamn, can she sing? She can yeah. sing. <laughs> like. So what I was saying earlier is when freaking Ashlyn, Julia Lester, our girl, our when girl. she sings like the, oh, isn't you better this stop. Amazing. amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could listen to it on repeat. They all just burned it down. I mean, oh. perfection. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad that Ricky got the beast. He didn't deserve to get the beast. Yeah, we we weren't understanding Ricky's auditioning. It was so bad that like, I don't <laughs> know what. I think. So here's my theory. Like, was he trying to blow it on purpose? No, I think that he's awkward and, and weird. But I think I think what awkward ended up and weird. Yeah, I think what ended up happening, honestly, is Ricky got the role of the beast, not because of his audition because of the big red thing because he ran to big red side and and i think that that like miss jen i i like that her casting is based on like who actually embodies the characteristics of the characters that they're going to play and having faith that she can like pull the talent that she needs Mm. out of them after the fact Mm -hmm. and i mean oh my god the if there was any point where i got choked up for a second it was Big Red slipping, doing oh. his tap dance, and the girl laughing at him, and Rick running to his side immediately. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, it, like it no, hit me you so hate hard. that. I fucking hate watching like people get laughed, like yeah. laughed at and yeah. shit on shows. I, it kills me. I hate it. People are so mean. Mm-hmm. But yes, and then we watch him redeem himself when Ricky gets him up, and yeah. then he fucking crushes. Yeah, I'm so like, cute. and I don't know anything about tap dancing. And Kathleen was a tap dancer and yeah. just a dancer in general. So I'm like, was that good? I'm like, yeah, boy, what? <laughs> he's really, he's very talented, that yeah. Larry boy. Which we like learn about the actor and the Christmas special and how yeah. he's done like to tap yeah. his whole. Life. I'm glad <laughs> they did that because at the very end of season one, he has that whole scene when he kisses Ashlyn, but right before that, he taps his fucking face off. <laughs> so talented. I like that. Um, I mean, like you said, you stand for Jen, like when she's talking to Lily in the hallway and she's just like, you're really talented, but around here, we don't laugh at people. When we fall, we celebrate them for trying. And yeah. it's just like, Oh fucking, this is why I like, this is like, we, we've talked about this before with other shows like with Ted Lasso, but like this is just like good vibes the show. Yep. Yeah. Like it just fills me with like good optimistic vibes. And it's like, yeah, I'm not a fan of Lily, but she ain't going to she ain't going to ruin this good vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like so bummed that and so, I don't know why I was surprised that they went the route where Ricky like wasn't going to do the show. Yeah. I was like, oh, I should have guessed that that was going to be like if Nini wasn't going to do it. He, yeah. I'm like, please I love do the it. teacher calling him out on it, too. He's like, well, that doesn't surprise me. You don't really commit to anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, you're fucking flake, dude. Yeah. I do like too that Nini like encouraged him mm-hmm. to do it because like. I just don't believe in them anymore. I don't know. I mean, I hate it. We know too much. (laughs) We know too much. But I also, I'm curious to see what happens with Nini because right now you can tell she's like having trouble at the school she's at, like just like finding herself and like trying to be different where they are so by the books of like, no, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. This is what we do at this school. But it feels like she's got a friend 
in that one teacher. She said, this is what you should be focusing on. Yeah. yeah. She gave her the song. She's basically like, here's the alma mater. Fucking figure it out, bitch, is how I took that. Yeah. Mm, I, I don't know. In I, not such harsh terms, of course, but yeah. she's the one who recruited Nene, and she's like, I think they sent her in to be like, go get your girl. Like, yeah. this girl's wilding out. Go get her and put her, like, yeah. here's the alma mater. Read it. That's why I think Nene was seen so fucking depressed singing that alma mater at the end but of that I episode. Lo- I love the end of the episode with that depressing ukulele alma mater while it's cutting to all of her friends getting those cupcakes with what characters they got casted in and I'll that's tell you some what, cinematography right there that is <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you like being in nutcrackers for, in my life and recitals and whatever like even or after a show whatever it is that's the funnest part like yeah. going out with your friends getting pizza eating cupcakes oh, the after parties for even sun valley's drama club were some of the best nights of my high school experience oh my god variety show yeah Fucking i mean Seascape palace afterwards i mean just incredible and like i felt for nini when she was watching that and being like <sighs> especially just like dorky show kids man yeah and like yeah. as we watched this i just kept saying to kathleen like why weren't we in fucking theater yeah she did say like that. i it just really upsets me like i'm like it just looks so fun Even i did theater i well, <laughs> like, I, mean, I had too many could sports you picture me <laughs> trying out for theater i had it for stardom yeah like oh my god i didn't even have a singing role when i did little shop i was just doing like a small one scene part yeah, and i, I still had to do a singing audition where they brought in it was all the guys had to sing um a whole new world did you just sing by yourself no like as a group oh i was gonna say we had to so so we stood around the piano and as a group we'd sing and then cause would point to one of us and then everyone else would have to stop and that person would have to sing solo for a couple beats and then it would go to the next person no damn yeah don't like that that. was just literally for me to have five lines of dialogue on stage yeah that's what i'm saying like i'd be like um no a whole new world don't you dare close your eyes i like the parts everyone got though who did gina get again she's choreographer and what she's She's the the duster the duster the feather duster yeah. yeah nice so i like a bragging moment that i guessed who was getting what roles, even though Kathleen didn't watch on time. I really wanted her to guess. And then I tried to get her to guess before they announced it, and she wouldn't. So what had happened was, is I was like, ooh, I want to guess. And then Julie paused it, and I was like, actually, no, I need to know what they get now. Yeah. Like, hit, play. I was like, guess. And yeah. she wouldn't. Well, so I guessed all of them right, except Ashlyn and Gina. I thought they were going to be swapped mm-hmm. to, you know, do the Gina-Ricky kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm glad that they didn't do that. I'm, no, I'm glad I mean, they're that it's still, Ashlyn. They're still dabbling no, they're in still the Gina story, it, but, but, they're but not, not in the show. Oh my God, right. Gina sending off that risky text to Ricky. And, and it, it was her mom. Trip. Oh, you hate Yay! to see it. That was episode Yeah, let's jump three. into episode three, the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, I thought it was genius the way they did this episode with them missing each other and like... <laughs> Nini singing in the front lawn and that girl popping up was so funny because Nini's incredible. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, dude. Jesus. What did she say to her? What are you doing? What am I doing? Who are you being? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Who are you being? Oh, so my funny. God. I, like, died laughing at Oh, uh, Nini uh. is the best. Just to go through, like, the couples and what each character has going on for those that aren't a couple, but 
Ricky and Nini are trying to surprise one another. So Ricky goes to Denver to surprise Nini, and Nini goes back home to surprise Ricky, and they both wrote each other love songs, and they keep missing each other. Who Classic. Who a 17-year-old kid get on a bus from Utah to fuck I mean, his parents don't really pay that much attention to him. I no. feel like it's probably yeah. fine. I do love that the girl at her school was, like, writing yeah. your own song and performing it. Like Everybody does that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does that. I, this is a theater school. I mean, how does a 17-year-old get on a bus and, and go to Denver? This same episode, Gina shows up and he's like, do you want anything to eat? We have cereal and nothing. Yeah, I True. mean. He's he's a latchkey kid right now. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad they said to Nini, like, or they had Nini say the line, I can't believe I didn't know you moved. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's so weird. Like, I yeah. get it for the plot. It was funny for the plot, but. I don't no, know. but that's, I mean, I think that, I think that further shows that they're them getting distant. They're, yeah. they're falling apart Agreed. because yeah. this is episode three, but it's Valentine's Day already. And the first episode was before New Year's. So yeah. like at least two months have passed yeah. in these three episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the absolute sweetest line possibly in this show's entire history. I'm sorry, Ricky's I love you speech. But Ashlyn telling Big Red that she doesn't oh. feel like she's the right person to play Belle. And he's like, you're scared? You should be the princess for everything. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, Big oh, my red. God. Oh, and he doesn't even know how sweet he is. No, that's the best part about yeah. him. Yeah. So I guess we, I mean, that gets us into the songs that they write for each other. That's the perfect opening. <sighs> it's the perfect end. Like, so, that song's so here's good. Where, here's what we're Hold doing. Hold on. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to play the song. I'm going to play a clip from the song. Do I say my thing first or no? Is it going to taint people? No, don't say your thing okay. first. Okay. Basically, what we're going to do is pluck Ricky's part and i guess you could just play ricky's part is on spotify yeah i'm just well i'm just gonna play the song that's fine okay but pluck ricky's part and that's the part where like this sounds just like another song yeah okay okay death cat for cutie i will follow you into the dark wait (laughs) hit hit pause already play it back real quick but that it's the it's the yeah, we're not questioning. That's the what guitar. we're talking about. Oh, I was gonna say the guitar is one hundred percent. I will follow you into the dark by Death Cab. Oh, okay, play him singing. Sorry. I mean, the first half reminds me is of "As I Lay Me" by um, Sophie B. Hawkins. The, I don't know as that song. I lay me down wait, to yes, sleep. No, I was gonna say. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> so I lay. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. Hold on. Are you going to play what we thought it was? Because I have it on my phone. This is what I guessed. Um, chaos. But I'm right, no, too. No, you're right. I think that it sounds like a lot of songs. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a very popular melody but line. But when Kathleen said it, because I was like, Kathleen, like, what does this song sound like? Because it's like a definitely, like, I was thinking like a second hand serenade song. Yeah. No, it's a, it, um, like I could hear like a dashboard song But like Kathleen this. said this one and we were dying and then we couldn't stop hearing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> is this, wait, what is wait, this? Polar wait, Express. Wait. Oh, I was going to say, this sounds like Danny Elfman. So I think he did Polar Express. I mean, you're right. (laughs) Trying to see what As I Lay Me Down is in, but it's just Dawson's Creek. It can't be true. In my head, it sounded just like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that Matt figured it out. 
it, if you're trying to figure out what As I Lay Me is from, it, it according to Wiki, it's in Now and Then as well as Party of Five. Jesus, that's it, Now mm. and Then. And and she sings it in Community at the episode where Sophie B. Hawkins plays the school dance. Yes. I still think it's a second hand serenade <laughs> song. I just got to find out what I, but regardless, great fucking song. Great song. So far, love it as in terms of an original song. The only other two notes that I have written down with this episode is A, Courtney just belting out Beauty and the Beast yes. in the office oh. while Ashlyn and Big Red slow dance. Oh. <laughs> and then the the post credits Big Red like weird rap dance song that he With wrote Ashlyn, is yeah. pretty great too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was so incredible that they took the time to do that. It's just one of those things that's like extra money, extra time, fun. Cute. So this is the thing. This season, they've done a lot of that. Like, because the first season... Think about it, like all the songs that we loved in the first season were like Julia sitting at a piano or like Nini sitting in her bedroom. But like in this season, we have that big elaborate group song to kick off the first episode. Yes. We have uh, when Ashlyn's about to do the trio, she describes what the image of the music video should be. And then it flashes to them in like the sequin dresses doing the crazy music video. Can we talk about how I was acting during that? Because I was like shocked. (laughs) I was literally at the edge of the couch just being like, this is fucking incredible yeah. And, yeah and she just kept being like she looks amazing yeah. she looks amazing all like th- talking all about all of them all three of them so amazing and so talented yeah. and i'm like this must have been the funnest thing ever to shoot yeah i'm gonna rewatch that episode i think the audition episode is like that is probably the episode i could see myself just going back and watching over and over and over again just for that performance of bell yeah like i was in love with that episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Audition episodes are always so good. They're so good. Because you get like a little bit of, you get a taste of everybody. Yeah. Okay, we ha- we must talk about how that kid auditioned with Wondering. Wondering yeah. And yes. she was like tearing up and just being like, yeah. standing, standing ovation. Up, yeah. Like, uh, oh my God. The uh, way they all support each other yes. and just like love each other is yeah. just the best. That's some and top I think notch that friendships. I think we writing. love it so much because we follow all of them on Instagram and you can tell that like they are all best friends in real life too. I mean, Julia told us that it yeah. is like yeah. that. Like on the days that she had her big Wondering scenes or whatever, they were, everyone was there just cheering her on in the background. Oh. I mean, you grow up in musicals and you want to be an actress you don't always get to do a musical yeah. show no. like this is the best of both worlds and especially for our girl julia she is just a mm. rising star yeah. so let's talk about the current rising star that olivia is that is olivia and sour because you talked about how it's a breakup album which it, i mean it undeniably is it is yeah. a lot of breakup tracks so i've heard this theory and this is how I've been listening to it, which is the concept that if you include All I Want, there's 12 songs. And that her and Joshua's relationship was never confirmed. So it's pitching that the name Sour is actually an anagram for uh, stages of an unofficial relationship. And it's going through the beginning of that relationship with All I Want to realizing that it's not a real relationship and everything falling apart and then it ends on that I hope you're okay song when she's come to the acceptance that Mm. this relationship is over. So I saw a theory Mm -hmm. and I texted her this, that similar thing. Like it's all about like the beginning of a breakup and being like sour about it and just like everything that happened. Like for instance, like Traitor, I think it's like second song and that's like when him and Sabrina Carpenter became friends and, and like, then that goes right in the driver's yeah, license. And yeah, the whole thing. And then hope that you're okay is like her getting like sweet about everything. Yeah. Like she's like moving on or whatever. You're saying that they never 
Yeah, no, the, I was saying like that they did date and the album was like about their breakup and then the en- the ending song is Hope You're Okay because she's like oh, better about okay. it. Yeah. yeah, which is how they were able to act with each other in scenes again. Right. Before I listened to a single note of it, I hopped on Twitter and one of the people that I follow on Twitter just wrote, damn, Olivia, you didn't have to start it with such a banger in reference yeah. to Brutal mm-hmm. and God damn, does that song come oh, out of the gate? How many times have we said God is brutal out oh here to each God, other in the past all the time. week? The night it dropped, I was I was insomnia town. And so it was like 4 a.m. <laughs> and I realized that. I was like on Instagram and I saw Olivia post like two hours ago, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I was like, mm, yeah, baby. It's only like 35 minutes it's a long. Quick yeah, it's a, oh so, my God. so I was like, okay. And from 4 to 4.30, I was like, crush it. And I was like, Yep, that's our girl. So then I woke up the next morning and had a text from her at 5 a.m., which is the song, like, she sent me the Spotify song, Traitor. Traitor, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love Traitor. Yeah. Traitor, Enough For You. Enough Um, For You is the one that hit me. The three singles are incredible. When Driver's License came out, we were instantly obsessed. I mean, (sighs) like, the morning of, we were like, I listened to it 80 times in a row, of course, just like everyone else in the world. Good For You is an immediate screamo banger. I'll be singing until I'm 50 and making my kids listen to it. Amazing. And then Deja Vu... I kind of like glossed over, I think a little bit, but damn, is that song hit too. The sentiment of deja vu is also just incredible. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, this is a savage song. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine being the new girlfriend? Just being, being like, like, yes, yes, yep, yes. Yep, I do listen to Billy vu. Joel. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, uh, like he did take me to that place. Oh yeah. my. The reason why enough for you hit so hard for me is like, that's the one where I'm listening to those lyrics. I'm like, man, I, I fucking relate to this where yeah. you just never feel like you're good enough for the people that you're around. I also just wanted to say that even though we were going back and forth with our theories, not even our theories, other people's theories that were like, oh, fuck, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. We don't give a shit about who it's about. No, okay? it's just a good Power ass album. to Olivia Rodrigo because this is totally. a fire fucking album. This is yeah. a fantastic I debut love album. Every single song, but my top ones are Traitor because God, that hits. Yeah. Happier is so good. Yeah. Happier is so, so good. I, I text Kathleen, I think, three times just being like, Happier is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Favorite, Favorite Crime. Crime. I knew uh, you were going to say that. All the things I did. <laughs> I truly have not stopped listening to that album. Me I neither. listen to it constantly. If you see me driving, you could probably bet your life I'm listening to the album. Olivia clenched the number one spot on my Spotify rap this year. The hands down. All right. So do we have any other thoughts on, on the High School Musical kids? No, I can't wait for the rest of the season, though. Yeah. It's Ten yeah. episodes, I assume. Probably. Yeah. I think actually from, I mean, don't trust me because I was wrong about Cruel yeah, Summer. Yeah, Cruel Summer. Matt told us we're getting six episodes. I said seven because that's what Wiki said. But right now, Wiki says uh, 13 for this season. Oh, okay, cool. oh I love that. I yeah. love more than news. rather than yeah. less. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Love that. Is there going to be like a weird battle? Because obviously the blonde girl is now going to be Derek Huff's like star of the show yeah. because she's moving. Yeah, fucking bitch. I Close. mean, here's the thing. She's a she's a bitch. The Cappies. But if she's if I get to hear her beautiful voice singing Party Your World from Little Mermaid, I'm fine with that. Because is that what they're doing? I forget. Yeah, I they're doing okay. Little Mermaid. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. I think it's going to be good. And, you know, so far they haven't let us down. Lit. All right. Love y'all. Watch Disney. High School Musical, the musical, the series. How have we not sold you on this yet? On Disney Plus. Disney Plus. $7.99. Maybe six. This has been My Favorite Episode Of. My Favorite Episode Of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. 
rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with a new episode of My Favorite Episode of... After graduation, Mary Ann went out looking for a bright new world. Wanda looked all around this town and all she found was Earl. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.